Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth the First, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com. I want you all to go home now and have a very Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Aren't you a long way from home? Baby, please come home. You better get home. Yeah! Anyone the heck home? screaming curses you can count on me if i wanted that i would have gone home for the holidays oh please come home for christmas you've just bastard people and i'm going home and i'm gonna i'm gonna bite my pillow it's what i'm gonna do you want to go look for the missing stuff fine with me but we'd have to go to the home of people who kiss <laughs> all right uh, i'm in charge now everyone go home hey it is christmas you better get home. From our dysfunctional home to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at the Bob and Sherry Show. Now, here's Bob and Sherry. Yeah! Hey, everybody. It's a brand new week, and I'm not going to tell you how many days are left of it till Christmas because someone did that to me yesterday, and I almost had a pain. I hate that. I agree with you. Thanks for not doing it. And you know what drives me crazy? Like, I had a friend who texted me. This was a couple of weeks ago, and she's like, just... X number of Wednesdays until Christmas, LOL. Oh, no, 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 no. The the season is already so high pressure. Let's don't add to that. But I have been, I've been doing a little bit of Christmassy stuff. Over the weekend, I ordered for my daughters, because we do Santa Santa brings pajamas every Mm -hmm. um, Christmas Eve, if you're good. And -hmm. sometimes I help Santa because, you know, it can get real specific. I ordered Karamea pajamas with her pet gecko leopard, leopard gecko Yeti with his face on them. And I ordered <laughs> Olivia pajamas with her cat Herbert's face on them. So I'm feeling really good about at least getting that done on my list. I've so got you found a company that pajamas. you send a photo to and they take the photo and they recreate the uh the image on pajamas. Yeah, it's really cool. They can do like sweatpants or pajamas or socks or t-shirts or whatever. And what you do is you pick out like what you want. I got them Mm -hmm. um, pajamas that are like black and white checkered. You know that black and white buffalo checkered thing. And Mm -hmm. then there's an option to upload images. So I went through all of my images that I had of the lizard and Olivia's cat. And I didn't have a great face shot of Olivia's cat. So I very stealthily texted her Sunday morning and said, Hey girl, hey, just checking in. Love you. It's been a while since I've had a good picture of Herbert, your cat. And she immediately was like, Oh, he's so handsome. And boom, 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 sends me like 16. That was smart. That was really smart. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I have many pictures of the leopard gecko because I babysit him sometimes. So I take them myself. So they will be very surprised to get pajamas with their pets' faces on them. And I felt like that was a solid mom win. Don't you, don't you think? I'm really pleased uh, all I that. All I can think about is I wish I knew about this before because, you know, I'm not into the whole matching pajama thing on Christmas morning. I'm just not, but we're doing it this year. Mary has already purchased the pajamas. 
if I had known you could do this, I would have said to her, we need to get a two shot of you and me and, and have our faces printed on the pajamas. So everybody has, or, or just me, you know, for more comedic effect. That is a very fun idea. I know know it. And I, I know the reaction because years ago, uh, I had Mary's portrait done uh, by an artist in, in oil. And, um, the artist was her cousin. He's, he's, he's renowned. She has two cousins who are renowned artists. One of them had a, had a, a show, I think in the white house. Anyway, um, the other one did Mary's portrait. And when we had the last house, we had a lot of rooms in it. It was appropriate because, uh, it's a big portrait. Well, in this house, we have a lot of windows and it's not there. Uh, there's no room for it. And so Madison was here about a week ago and she just moved into a new apartment and, she, and they're talking about, you know, what she needs and so on. And I said, Hey, you have any blank walls? And she said, yeah, I've got him in the living room. There's nothing there. I said, I'm going to give you that portrait that I paid for of your mom. And it's big and it has a gold frame. It's it took, every girl's dream. It took a half a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> And I have to admit, it, it, it would be kind of a buzzkill if you have friends over and there's mom, you know, looking down the matriarch looking, of the looking down. And I know the portrait. I hope you <laughs> offered the companion great grandmother portrait that is one of the judgiest looking ladies I've ever seen. Then yeah, she, she could was. have them side by side. Side yeah. by side. Um, no, I did not. But uh, yeah, Sweeten the I, deal I, I next wish I'd time. done that with the pajamas. What? Sweeten the deal next time Madison comes up. I know you didn't want the giant oil portrait of your mom. My bad. What if I add the giant oil portrait of your great-great-great-grandmother? Then you can have both of them staring down at you. I think she'll take that deal. Oh, yes. You know, that portrait was done probably in the 1700s, late 1700s. And it is amazing when you see portraits of people back then or or when photography came in, at the end of the uh, 1800s, adults never smiled. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. There was yeah. never a smile on, on someone's face. I think they thought it would be make them look foolish, clownish. But, but yeah. look what we have today with, with the photographs we can take on our phones. I mean, we're doing the goofiest things. We're going to the Leaning Tower of Pisa, pretending that it's being held up by our fingers. I mean, we're just, you know what people do with phones. But back then, everybody was so serious. Well, you're not going to be like a, a, a wealthy merchant who hires Rembrandt to paint your portrait and then do the devil horns with your tongue out. It's <laughs> just no. never going to be a That's thing. not going to happen. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm serious. I think if you offered Madison those both of those portraits to hang together, and it's not too late, Bob. If you order, if you order today, I think today was the cutoff on this website. Let me find the name of the website for you. If you order today, you could get your face on everyone's pants, and that's not the worst idea you've ever had. Yeah, well, we've already coming paid up, for them. Coming up on today's show. Speaking of Christmas, we've got a Christmas legend we came across. I don't know how we've all missed it, but here's one that you're not going to want to introduce to your kids. We got that coming up. Plus, comedian James P. Connolly. And what the heck is snow globing? 
why you don't want it to happen to you. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So Calvin Coolidge was our president, I don't know, like a hundred years ago, something like that. And he was known as Silent Cal. He was a guy that did not talk very much. And his famous expression was, I never regretted anything I didn't say. And um, I was thinking about that the other day. And in certain situations, I was the same way. Like we were, we were broke when I was a kid. We just didn't have anything, but I was dreaming about someday, you know, I'd be really successful and I'd go to the movies and see these, these locations like Monaco and, and Australian beaches. And I said, yeah, someday I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there someday. And I just got that in my head that, and, and, and it, and it worked out for me pretty good. I got to travel and see a lot of cool stuff. I'm just glad that during that period, I didn't say certain words that maybe I thought sounded kind of cool or the sort of thing that rich people would say. And, and I came close a few times. Like, I'd be watching an old movie, you know? This is before Netflix, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so the movie is shot like in the 1930s or 40s, and it's on TV out of a New York television station. And I'm watching it one day, and you know how in those old movies, almost all of the actors came from, like, the stage, and they had British accents or slight British accents, even though they're American actors, and it, and it just made them sound that, more high that class. That Midlantic thing, that it's, Midlantic stage accent. I think Max can it's, do that. It's how, it's how they were trained to do as actors, they were trained mm-hmm. that this is how you do it. And so that's why they were all doing it. That's how that. you emote. Yeah, right. So anyway, I was I, I don't know why I thought about this, but I'm so grateful that I kept my mouth shut. I'm watching one of these drawing room 1940s movies, and everybody's all, the women are in these gowns, and, and the apartment has 12-foot ceilings. You know what I'm talking about, right? And the guys... The guys are wearing tuxedos and like in the middle of the day, it seems like. And one of them says, well, thank you very much uh, for this beautiful evening. I, I must repair now for the evening. And I went, he's going to repair. Like he's gonna, what is he going to repair? And then I figured it out. It, it meant during that period, I'm going to leave the room and retire for the night. I'm going to repair to my bedroom. I am just so glad that I never tried that out somewhere, like in school. Like, oh, I'm, thank I'm, God. I'm, oh, yeah, you wouldn't you be imagine? here today. You would not can be you here today. If I went up to the teacher, if I had to go to the bathroom or, or something and say, Mrs. Ferguson, I must repair to the boys' room. Oh, you're right. I wouldn't have existed. They would have taken me outside and, and beaten me. But I got to be honest, I was giving it some thought, using the word, uh, the, the phrase, I believe I'll repair. Can you imagine if I said to Mary, you know, she's she's having drinks with her friends and I'm going, Mary, uh, nice to see your friends. Uh, I believe I'll repair to the bedroom right now. Oh, my God. Well, I one my version of that from old movies is when a woman says, excuse me while I slip into something more comfortable. 
I know. I live in a, I live in a time I where I wear stretchy yoga pants and sneakers <laughs> to work. I couldn't possibly be more comfortable. <laughs> You'd have to have a loincloth. You're I mean, exactly right. And, and the kind of like, quote unquote, sexy lingerie that he'd like me to slip into. This is me. Um, excuse me, I'm going to go slip into something scratchy that gives me a wedgie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> excuse me, I'm going to slip into some flannel. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, I never thought, like, here's how we are. Here's the one of the ways that we are so different. When I was a kid, um, I never thought, boy, look at that. Look at those fast cars and those evening gowns. That's where I'm going to end up. This was me as a kid. If I do not get good grades, I'm going to end up in jail like everybody else in this family. So my You were better I, off. I was aiming to I was aiming to not be incarcerated and you were aiming to be wearing a tuxedo in Monaco. It's and just repairing a Yeah, and repairing the, another repairing. room. It's it's funny though. Have you ever in real life ever heard anybody use that phrase? I believe I'll repair to the uh, garage or wherever. Well, the other thing you see in old movies is, gentlemen, shall we retire to the drawing room for port and cigars? Bitch, can you get in here and help me do the dishes? What are you talking about? (laughs) What? Put that cigar down. There are pots and pans over here. Uh, I know. I know. Morons in the the news isn't next. if If they ever really existed. Yes. What's coming up next? Morons in the news is next. And speaking of pots and pans... A very upset American woman is taking a giant food manufacturer to court. It's a great story. It's next. It's Bob and Sherry. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. These morons off the air. With morons in the news. Well, we start off with two real quick moron in the news stories. Uh, The first one is out of Hawaii. Hawaii's been in the news a lot lately with that active volcano and all. Uh, This is in Hilo, Hawaii. Very beautiful, uh, beautiful city. A guy was uh, just tracked down for stealing a rental car. He posed as an attendant, a parking attendant, and he took the car rather than parking it. It was a fabulous Chevy Malibu, and and they got him. And uh, here's how they got him. That's what I would steal, too. Like, a Malibu, I don't, yeah. I, you know, a Mercedes and Audi, they're expensive to do maintenance right. on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the guy was give the guy some credit for having some sense. I can't I can't give him any credit. Here's why. <laughs> if you steal a car in Hawaii, you can't drive to the next state. There's not right? but so you know, many places to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's only so many places to hide. And sooner or later, and by the way, the, the color was red, so they're, they're going to get you. So just, you know, if you're car thief, you have to plan ahead, I guess, sometimes. Uh, two, this one is from uh, Southgate, Michigan. Two men were thought to be breaking into a Chuck E. Cheese in the morning. Officers were sent to this Chuck E. Cheese on Toledo Road in Southgate, Michigan, after a report of a breaking and entering incident. Upon arrival, police observed a white van backed up to the restaurant's back doors and two men standing near the vehicle. Officers approached the men, detained them, put them in handcuffs until they could complete their investigation. Well, they did their investigation and the assistant manager said, all of a sudden, she was alone in the Chuck E. Cheese, all of a sudden, two men came in through the back door. And she did not recognize them. 
they were the carpet cleaning crew, actually. <laughs> what what this says to me is how often you clean in the carpets there at the Chuck E. Cheese if you don't recognize well, the crew. The crew and the crew has well, keys. See, I'm the glass half full here, and I was like, wow, they clean the carpets at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> And then I, I also felt so much compassion for the carpet yeah. cleaning guys because. I know. Do you want to clean the carpet at Chuck E. Cheese? No. And then no, and they get handcuffed. You do not. And get and handcuffed get for it. Yeah. I know. And after like, they take the handcuffs off, what do you have to do? You're cleaning the carpet at the Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. And you know the two the two guys are like the real crime here is whatever's on that floor. Like why are you arresting us? All right, today's moron of the day. I love this woman. I'm putting her in morons in the news, but this woman has the true American spirit. Her name is Amanda Ramirez. She is from Hialeah, Florida, and she is the plaintiff in the class action suit filed on her behalf against Kraft Heinz Food Company because she says that the Velveeta shells and cheese cups are the father of lies because the package says it takes three and a half minutes to make, but she says it takes a lot longer than that. Pay up, Kraft Heinz. She wants $5 million. What? What's the extra time? We've all well, made um, that. What's the according extra time? According to the lawsuit, according to the uh-huh. lawsuit, this is Velveeta shells and cheese. There right. are four necessary steps to prepare the meal. And right. that the length, the ready time is just the length to complete one of the steps, which is removing the lid and cheese sauce pouch, adding water, microwaving, and stirring. Mm-hmm. Then you have to put it in the microwave for three and a half minutes. Mm. But the pack, according to the lawsuit, the box of Velveeta lies because it says that the total amount of time to make the dish, including mixing water and cheese sauce and putting it in the microwave, is not three and a half minutes. It's a lot more than that. And the lawsuit goes on to say, if you're going to charge $10.99 before taxes, you cannot have misleading package uh, directions. We want $5 million. And this is a legit case that is actually going into court. So the difference is it it takes three and a half minutes to nuke the uh, Mm -hmm. Velveeta mac and cheese. She wants $5 million for the amount of time it takes to open up the package and put it in a and, bowl and and add the water and stir and it water. yeah yeah now this is not the first time a big company's been sued i will remind you that last year there was a 5 million dollar lawsuit against kellogg's about their frosted strawberry pop tarts and that lawsuit filed by a woman in new york said excuse you kellogg's there's not strawberries in those pop tarts there's a bunch of cheap pears and apples. Pay up, Kellogg's. I'll tell you Five what, Americans million. won't tolerate this. No. Americans will not have this. Yeah. It, when, it, when it comes to junk food, we really want it the way we uh-huh. want it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. $5 million just seems to be the figure that these folks are coming up with. Yeah. I think that's kind yeah. of interesting. You know what the real crime is? That uh, Velveeta mac and cheese is over $10. 
It's, I didn't, it's eleven dollars before taxes. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Are you starting wow. to get with the program here? Let's a get our bit. money since you're a lying to bit. us. I know. We're gonna post today's morn of the day up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. This is Bob and Cherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Cherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandCherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. The new and improved Bob and Sherry website. Just go to BobandSherry.com. So we turn every episode, Monday through Friday, of the Bob and Sherry show into a podcast. And that's available, you know, like on our website and all the podcast players and Spotify and all that. Um, And then on Mondays and Fridays, we release the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. And this is stuff that we didn't do on the regular show for whatever reason. Sometimes it's because we just, you know, we want to talk for longer than we can or um, we want to go deep on a subject. you know, we want to, we just want to go more than we can on the regular show. So we have an oddcast episode that'll drop this afternoon with um, a really wonderful guest named Molly DeVos of Cat Talk Radio. And she kind of walks you through the steps of giving a pet like to your kids for Christmas. And she's got all this great information. And we thought we would um, play a little bit of it right here. You know, Molly, you opened up, and I totally agree with you, talking about the time that the pet needs to have to acclimate to their new situation. I still on my phone have a picture. We have a Labradoodle named Finn, who I love dearly. And he was supposed to be my stepson's dog, but three days later when he got home, he was mine. And there's a picture of him in the back when he's tiny between my stepdaughter and my stepson. And he's just looking straight ahead like, What's this all about? <laughs> you know, they don't know. It, it, they're, they're, they're now not with their brothers and sisters. We had a very good breeder. And they're with us. And I would imagine it does take a while for them to kind of figure out, well, this is my new family. Yeah, especially cats. Cats more so than dogs because cats oh, really? are, oh, yeah, cats are highly territorial. You know, mm-hmm. they they didn't evolve with a social hierarchy like dogs did. You know, dogs have alpha mm-hmm. dog. Everybody's got a place on the rung. So once a dog kind of figures out where it fits in the family, then it's really comfortable. Well, cats have evolved as a solitary species. They don't understand social hierarchy at all. So they're very territorial, which is why the cat doesn't like to jump in the car and go to the bank with you, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And so <laughs> when you plop it, it down yeah. into a new environment, it, it's really freaked out because it doesn't smell like them. You know, you see mm-hmm. cats rubbing with the side of their faces on your legs and the corners mm-hmm. of the house and everything. Right, right, and right. And that's the 
that's because they're depositing, there's a little pheromone in their sides of their faces and their cheeks. And so they're depositing this scent all over the house so that it smells like them. Once it all smells like them, then they're okay with it. They go, this is my domain. I'm the ruler right now. There's no social hierarchy. You're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of my domain. And then they're comfortable. But when they first get there and it doesn't smell like them at all, it it takes them a while. When I brought, we have four cats. When I brought Larry Munson, my kitty best friend home, he was the last one in the crowd. Um, I brought a blanket that he had been sleeping on with his, as a kitten to the house yep. first and gave it to the other cats. Was that, everyone made fun of me. They were like, oh my God, mom, you're such a crazy cat lady. But it seemed to me like that way the other cats would, would get familiar with his smell. Is that a plan or was that just like, Oh my God, mom, you're a crazy cat lady. Well, there's, there is a long drawn out proper introduction process between a new cat and resident cats. And part of that process is scent swapping. So what multiple cats do in a place is that they layer the scents. So, you know, this cat will rub, that cat will rub over it, and they'll create kind of a, a community scent that smells like all of them. So when you bring a new one in, they go, oh, territory invader, you know, and there's usually cat fighting, which you don't want to have happen. So you're supposed to space swap. You set your new cat up in a quiet room with all its things, and then your resident cats, you know, get a chance to smell it under the door. And then you swap spaces. The cat is living with us and we bring this uh, puppy in. And the puppy, of course, after a couple of days, sees the cat and goes right over to kind of roughhouse with the cat. All it took was Kiki to bring up her claws and take a swipe at his face like once or twice. That was it. (laughs) They understood at that point. Yep. But when it's another cat, it doesn't work that way. Then it's engaging in a turf war. To them, uh-huh. it's you're you're trying to share my litter box and my food and my people and my space. And I don't want that. You know, I want I want all this to myself. They're not real good at sharing space with other cats always, but they do tend to, to work it out with dogs. They can figure that out. So they'd make terrible sister wives. They'd make terrible sister (laughs) wives. Yes. (laughs) You can hear the rest of this episode and follow and catch up on all the Bob and Sherry Oddcast episodes everywhere you get your podcast. This one drops later today. Straight ahead, we have comedian James P. Connolly, the Bob and Sherry box office, and why you don't want to be snow globed. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. um, And I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you, and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. 
Oh, well, this is odd. I'm decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast, with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school. And yell out the window. Hey! Bob and Sherry! It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian James P. Connolly. So I moved recently. Uh, you know, I love where I live, but I recently relocated in the Southern California area. And when you move, you get excited, and then you find out about the crime in your neighborhood. And, uh, you know, I found out about it, and I have a son. He's 10 years old. And he said, Dad, what would you do if somebody broke into our house? And I said, don't you worry about it, buddy. Dad's got a plan. You might want to get a plan, too. <laughs> So there's a little bit of unsettled feeling in the neighborhood, right? There's some crime, and the men got together and started murmuring, hey, I think we need to get guns. Now, I know this is the United States of America, right? We have the Second Amendment. Everybody has the right to bear arms, right? Second Amendment, everybody has the right to bear arms. But it really depends on what state you live in, how that happened, right? Because in California, we have the home invasion law. Somebody breaks into your house, you can legally shoot them. In Texas, it's called the home invitation law. <laughs> You can actually invite people over to your house just to shoot them, but that's Texas. I think it's called Second Amendment Plus is what they have there now. But here's my theory on home defense. If you are a gun owner and you know how to use the gun, thank you. Thank you. The problem is I have male friends who buy weapons. They've never touched the gun before in their life. They've never fired it. But they believe in the middle of the night that gun is going to magically transform them into the Call of Duty legend they were born to be. <laughs> Do you really believe when the moment of truth strikes you're going to stagger out of bed in your tidy whities grab a weapon you've never fired before, shoot down the hallway, come cool and collected with your perfect movie sound mind and go, shh, buenos noches, cupcake. <laughs> Gun. If somebody breaks into my house and I hear, that's my spine and sphincter saying goodbye to each other. <laughs> now, for the record, I'm not anti-gun. I'm not anti-gun. I'm just pro baseball bat. That's how I do it. Yes. Where are my baseball bat defenders of freedom out there? Absolutely. The baseball bat could be the perfect home defenseman because guess what? Any idiot in this room can swing a baseball bat because you don't have to be baseball good to defend your home, do you? No, you do not. You just have to be pinata good is all you have to be. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the bigger spaz you are, the deadlier you appear. 
gun is a dangerous weapon. You could handle a gun and accidentally shoot yourself, but no one has ever cleaned a baseball bat and accidentally beat themselves to death. And if that does happen, that's an acceptable loss. No, he's right. Let them go. Good for you. <laughs> I am a kind man at heart. Boy, he had one woman in the audience there that was really digging his act. Did you hear her? I did. I did. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm unfit to handle a baseball bat or a gun. Because I'll accidentally <laughs> drop the bat on my foot. Like, I am just not meant for this world. We're going to post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, where you still have time to nominate a veteran in your life. It could be you to win our trip for a family of four to Amelia Island, Florida. We're going to fly you there, give you a rental car, and put you up at the residence by Marriott on Amelia Island. We're going to send you fishing and on a picnic and golfing. You're going to have so much fun. Nominate your vet. It's a little way to say thank you for all of your service and sacrifice at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Well. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say my life is all about my cat and of course sherry's award-winning cooking with cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts drinkware and a cookbook the bob and sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season even if it's you yeah they're crazy but they're a lot of fun just hit shop at bob and Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. These are little news stories from around the USA and the world that you may have missed. Well, we're spending a lot of time on the old sofa these days, right? Watching Netflix and all of that, just lying there, dozing off. The average sofa lasts us how long do you think? And I'm talking about the one... The main sofa, whether it's your living room or your den or wherever it may be. How long does the average sofa last, do you think? Well, I think my parents had the same one for 16 years. I'm yeah. going to go yeah. with 10. Eight. Eight. Ten? Eight. 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 I guess You are right. Right on the money. 8,508 hours of TV watching, 401 naps, uh, 316 spilled drinks, 65 scribbles from kids and 311 arguments. Have a nice Christmas. So that's it. Eight years sounds about right to me. Uh, I could see that. Have you seen seen the TV commercial for the couch? I want to say it's a love sack, but that sounds like something nasty. But I think that's the brand where you can, like, they spill a glass of wine on it and they're like, (laughs) we spilled a glass of wine on the couch. And then they just lift the cover off and put it in the washing machine. Why no. do why do I not believe one bit of that? Like, why do I believe that if I spilled a glass of wine on a couch and I took it up and put it in the washing machine, I would just end up with a weird stained spot and some pilling? 
Um, I don't I don't know why, but I totally agree with you on that too. You know, <laughs> you, works you're buying people. the couch, and and the salesperson says, "And listen, this is uh, stain proof. Stain proof? Yeah, you spill anything on it. You get, it's a special treatment, which makes me a little nervous because I don't know yeah. what they're treating it with. And then there it goes, the red wine. Can't get it and up. I'll, I'll tell really. you what else. This same commercial. They take the couch apart and they put it back together like Lego blocks. And mm-hmm. one of the pieces of the couch has like a giant surround sound speaker built in. So I guess you're having like earthquake vision when you watch movies. Um, do you believe that if that was in your house, that it would still be working six months after you purchased it? I do not. No, I do, I do not. not either. And I don't think that I'm going to be sitting there listening to like cable news needing all of that sound. You know what I mean? What's that noise? I'm watching Ancient Aliens. It's like I'm in yeah, Egypt. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now, about okay, one in ten of us is con- is considering, according to this article I'm reading, one in ten of us is considering getting uh, some way to make extra money to pay for Christmas because Christmas is more expensive this year, and some folks are saying, I just can't buy what I used to buy. I have to pull back. Things are just too expensive. Other folks, one in ten, are going out, and they're looking for extra jobs. For instance, working in a bar as a bartender, tutoring, delivery work, becoming a bouncer, and posing nude for an art class to make a little money. You well, know, that last one is all you. I feel that is something um, you would definitely do. I'm, I was, well, I was looking at these, and I was trying to figure out, you know, I'm not going to be your bouncer. That's the easiest one. You know, the, the bouncer I'm not going to do. Delivery work. I might be able to do that. Tutoring, you can forget that. Bar, I might be able to do bar work, but I don't know how to make a lot of cocktails. It, it comes down, I'm posing nude. Is you're what a nude it comes model. I'm but a nude model. You, if you're honest, and I want yeah. you to just be so honest with me right now. Okay. It's kind of a dream job for you because you just get to sit there and don't do a damn thing while people stare at you in fascination, which is really all you want from me most days. Sure, I ask you to keep your pants on, but in, in a life drawing class, that would be awesome. Yes, Sherry. Yes, Sherry, you're exactly right. My dream is to pose naked in front of strangers, many of whom will be the opposite sex, because I'm so confident in myself. You are exactly right, Sherry. <laughs> I can't. My daughter takes life drawing classes at school. I can't wait to tell her. So we, we yeah, looked at a list of part-time jobs and it turns out the only thing Chit Chat is qualified for is to be a model at your life drawing class. Make sure she's not drinking something when you tell her. And you know Chit Chat, he's very comfortable in front of the camera so he'll be able to strike a variety of intriguing poses. You know, if I know me, here's what here's what it is. I come out, you know, you, I guess they always come out in a robe. <laughs> And then, and then you you take the robe off. You know, I'm going to be going. It's a bit chilly in here, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> is anyone else? You know, and I dated someone. I dated somebody briefly uh, who picked up money on the side and was a, a nude model. I, I never saw her actually posing, but she would say, "Yeah, I got a class tonight." And at first, I thought that she was the artist, and then I found out, "Oh, you pose naked." Wow. How I guess. It, it was nothing to her at all. Just nothing. You could do it. I mean, it requires nothing but standing there and looking confident, which... 
Yeah, that's that's what every aspiring artist wants. A man my age who's five feet seven and a little jumpy to draw. I can hear Olivia now. Oh my God, I know the model. That's Chit Chat. He works with my mom. <laughs> gotta, hey, mom you got to do what you got to do, right? Christmas is here. You got to do what you got to do. It's Bob, it's and, Bob Sherry. and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. If you are going to be flying in the near future, whether it's for the holidays or once we all get back to work after the first of the year for business, you're going to want to hear what some flight attendants are saying, some tricks to enjoying it better, and what they're thinking about you. That is in just a moment. But first, we've got some exciting Bob and Sherry news, right, Cher? We do. We have a brand new product in the Bob and Sherry store just in time for all of your holiday gift-giving needs. It's a coloring book for grown-ups called It's Always Something. And to kick it off, we're having a contest. You can go to our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click on the contest tab. We've got a coloring page. You can download the image, color it in, and you could win not just a copy of our brand new coloring book. You could win a $100 Visa gift card. So grab your crayons or your markers and get busy at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And when you visit the Bob and Sherry store through the end of the month, we have discounts on purchases. Like you can save up to 15% on all of your holiday shopping needs at BobandSherry.com. Okay, I saw this on CNN.com. A bunch of uh, airline flight attendants got together and they're giving tips. What is the best time for flying? The best time for flying is as early in the morning as you can get. I'm talking about after 6 a.m., but as early in the morning as you can get. And the reason for that is, especially this time of the year, weather comes in. So if you're delayed a little bit, you know, say you had an 8 o'clock flight, you're still probably going to get to where you're going. But if you had a four o'clock in the afternoon flight, then it becomes a little bit dicey. And, you know, you may not get there and it's shut down and you're coming back the next day. Uh, What's the best way to beat jet lag? The best way is if you are in a place for less than 24 hours, try to stay on the same uh, time zone that you were in before. Drink a lot of water and eat nutritious food, not a lot of junk food. Can passengers swap seats on a plane? If they both agree, um, air, uh, flight attendants generally just turn their back on the whole thing and say, yeah, you can go ahead and do it. But they don't like it. The airline does not like it. Who has the right to the middle armrest? There are three seats. You're in the middle. You got somebody on either side. So you've got two armrests there. Who gets the armrest, the extra armrest? The flight attendants say it's... I can tell you it's (laughs) not me. What's the answer? It's the person in the middle. It's the person in the middle who should get it, and I agree, because that is the most miserable place to be on a flight. I think we all can agree. Should the window blinds be kept open or closed? This is one that I am very particular about. Flight attendants say, if it's in the daytime, keep it open. If it's at nighttime, close it. Because uh, there still, you know, are going to be some, I guess, light coming in from somewhere. I don't like it when the person next to me, if I'm in the middle seat, closes the window and it's in the daytime and just wants to doze off with the window closed. I want to see. Does that the make wing. you feel claustrophobic? It does. I want to see the wing and I want to see the ground 
if that is at all possible. Approaching? <laughs> no, I do not want to see that situation. How do they deal with nervous flyers? They just talk to them and say the likelihood of anything going wrong is beyond slight. Even even when there are bumps, the everything is um, there. There's uh, repetition in all of the. Um, safety features of a plane, redundancy, they call it. So you shouldn't worry about it. But this one flight attendant who was interesting said, when I'm working and we get turbulence, I don't think twice about it because I'm doing stuff. But if I am a regular passenger and there's turbulence, I get a little bit nervous, just like everybody else. Even though she knows all of these things and the redundancy and all of that, she's still, because I don't know, Nothing to do, not in control. I'm not sure. If there is someone who is sick, do you ever go on and say, is there a doctor on the plane? The answer is no, because they're trained with certain, um, you know, precautions and they're, they have some medicines and they can radio ahead asking for help from uh, someone on ground. But, but if there is, like... but if there is a doctor, they will not say don't come over. Sometime a doctor will be on a plane and not identify himself or herself, because I... I think that's probably insurance. I feel like we've had incidents just in the past couple of years in the news where um, medical people on flights have been asked for help it and happens. stepped up to help. It, it, so they, it happens, but, but there's they never not a turn hard... on the. They never turn on the thing and say, is there a doctor on board? They don't they do, do that. that. Uh, I, I, if they do, it's, it's random. Gotcha. And uh, finally, do you have codes you use to refer to passengers? And they do. And the most used code just between flight attendants is he's a Bob. A Bob? He's a Bob. Yeah. Best on board. And that does not refer to the way you're behaving. It refers to, because it's just a bit of fun, the way you look. Somebody. Best on board. I don't know how you've controlled yourself to wait this long in the show. <laughs> I just found out. To be the best on board. I think we best found out why he did this board. entire bit. I know now. I know. It was actually kind of lame. That was the one reason I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what, though, Bob? Don't apologize, because it took you an hour and a half. You showed mm -hmm. restraint for an hour Thank and a half. Thank you. Thank you very much. Before you wanted to be Thank the best you. on board. Best on board. Best yeah. on board, everybody. Mm -hmm. All right, coming up, an absolutely hilarious and horrifying Christmas legend to scare your kids with. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandcherry.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. I am still fascinated with history out of World War II. You keep, you keep hearing about stories 
that have never been reported, even though it's been, what, 75 years, whatever it is. There's a new movie out called Devotion, and it's about two guys who were pilots in uh, Korea and uh, became fast friends. I'm not going to give it away, but it's a terrific movie, and it's a story that just came to light, and you can see it if you're going to the movies over the holidays. This is a World War II story that I have never heard before, and I don't know why it is not a movie. During World War II, a soldier named Leo Major liberated an entire town by himself. He's Canadian. His name again is Leo Major. He entered the city of Zwaal in the Netherlands in the spring of 1945, just as the war was about to end. He was in a German-occupied city on a reconnaissance mission, and he was accompanied by one other soldier, Captain Willy Arsenault. They were spotted by the Nazis, and Arsenault was killed. Um, Major took out the shooter, the Nazi shooter that killed his friend, and then set off into the town where he was able to get a German officer to surrender to him. They both spoke French, and Major convinced the Nazi officer that the city was surrounded and would be taken the next morning. But he would allow, he would allow him to escape with other, other German soldiers if they evacuated right away. He let the officer go and then made a show in the streets, firing off his machine gun, setting off grenades, and taking a few more German prisoners. When he met local resistance fighters, they set a Gestapo headquarters on fire. And he returned to his unit at 9 o'clock the next morning and announced the town had been liberated. Liberated by him. Wow. Holy moly. Is that, is that guy is all man. What can you say about a guy who is thinking on his feet like that? Coming that up with a plan a as he soldier. goes along. That That'd is be a great born, movie, wouldn't it? Born soldier. Yep. Here's a, here's another story I d- I've never heard before. James Wilde worked as a signaler for the Cape Town Port Elizabeth Railway Service in South Africa. He is a double leg amputee. He purchased Jack, a baboon, in 1881, and trained Jack to push his wheelchair as well as operate the railway signals. A concerned member of the public made a report to the railway service that a baboon was changing railway signals. The railway company tested Jack the baboon's competency and, once satisfied, made him an official employee of the railway, paying Jack the baboon 20 cents a day and a half a bottle of beer each week, which coincidentally... He'll end is up being what, an ops manager at a radio station if they. I was just going to say, <laughs> that's the deal for an all night all night man now on the radio. Uh, so that's another one I did not hear. And uh, here is our last one. In 1859, a poor failed businessman whose name was Joshua Norton declared himself the Emperor of the United States, and the San Francisco Bulletin newspaper happily published his decree. The good-natured citizens indulged his newly imagined status, and he quickly became a local tourist attraction. Emperor Norton ate at the finest restaurants for free. People bowed to him in the streets, and people lapped up his sometimes comical decrees. 
Norton became a local beloved character, and when his death was announced in 1880, the city mourned in earnest. It was reported that as many as 10,000 people lined the streets to go to his funeral. I'm obsessed that? with him. I'm obsessed with his story. I think it is that? such a great and unbelievable story. The fact that like the whole city just yep. decided to go along with it. Yep. And he make went the bust. Best of it. He was so depressed. He went bust and he just said, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what? I'm going to say I'm the emperor of the United States. And it worked. And people said, hey, I'm with you. It worked. You can eat for free. I'm going to bow down to you. There it is. A few more things Bob didn't know. It's Bob and Sherry. From sleep training to sex tips, if you have questions, I have answers. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist podcast. Each week on the show, we dig into relevant topics related to everything parenting, marriage, current events, and mental health. You'll feel like you're in the room and part of the conversation. So please join me and get your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Listen to the Parentologist podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ominous undercurrents in politics, the bleak state of the economy, and the Dickens-like prospect of no food on the table, it may be time to ask the really big questions. Questions like, will Milton be able to reclaim the pharmaceutical empire from his wonderful wife? Or will he continue to hide from the law? Will Rhonda Wepler ever find happiness after having her lover Miguel Rios murdered? Will Elise Geltz's lottery winnings go to her head? And will her lover Regina Miranda ever win back Elise's love? Will the adorable and clueless Travis be able to get his own coffee and smoke weed when he is the boss? Or will he have to eat gummies instead? Restless Shores, find the escape you are looking for. Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcast. Bob and Sherry with the People's Movie Critic Lamar. You know, it had a little balcony and kids would get up the balcony and they'd get the candy and they'd throw it. At the price of candy today, if I'm a theater guy, I hope they're throwing it. Throw it! Hey, Lamar, for $8 a bag, I eat the M&M's and then I eat the bag. I'm not throwing (laughs) it. (laughs) I try to burp up the taste a couple of times. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If you think us Baptists don't speak to each other in the liquor store, you should have seen us avoiding each other last night. <laughs> I love Bill Murray. I mean, for me, Bill Murray's like bacon. And who doesn't like bacon, okay? I mean, <clears throat> they're both comforting, they trigger wonderful memories, and they both make you feel really, really good. Unless you're a vegan. And let's be honest, the, the only thing that brings joy to a vegan is to be able to tell other people they're vegan. Okay, that's, that's it. <laughs> Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandSherry.com. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic. I'm assuming that the majority of people have Netflix, okay? Except, of course, our Amish listeners, Caleb and Elvesta, who can't because they don't have electricity. They spend all their time baking shoe fly pie and playing tiddly or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. You know, you got to understand, if you're easily offended, this movie is not for you. Lars's terrible accent, though, you ask about that, it seems to come and go. 
And I'm not sure if that's on purpose because that would be funny or if he's just lazy and he wanted to get this thing over with. I know for a fact I did. I wanted to get this over with. You're going to love this. Let me, let me ask you, though, is 11 minutes and 40 seconds worth of a fight scene a little tiring? Not if you ain't the ones fighting. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. <laughs> Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandCherry.com. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. It's talk back time. You can call us old school at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or if you have our app, which is really awesome because you can text the studio and, and enter contests and listen to the show, listen to our podcast. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. When you look at the screen, You'll see a little cartoon microphone in the bottom center. Just tap it and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Um, I have had some time to catch up on the podcast over the long holiday weekend, and I was listening back to one of the best ofs um, over the, the Thanksgiving weekend, and you had a bit. I don't know when it was from. I have been listening a long time, but you had this bit about a Tammy that got into um, a girl fight during Thanksgiving dinner. And I myself am a Tammy. And <laughs> as I listened to this, I about peed my pants because who beats a Tammy? And then you said Darla. So I went <laughs> home and I went and uh, had my husband listen to it. I, I didn't give him any warning. I didn't tell him anything. He's listening. He's nodding his head. He's smiling. He's starting to laugh. And then you said Darla. And he went wide-eyed. And he whispered to me, and he's like, I know a Darla. And I said, me too. And then I, I pressed pause, and we started talking about it. And he said, I knew a Darla, and I, I would never fight her. And I said, oh, my God, I knew a Darla, and I wouldn't fight her either. So I just want to tell you guys, bravo, um, coming from a Tammy, a Darla would probably be a little scary. Um, thanks so much. Seriously, big fan. Love you guys. Happy holidays. What is it about some names? What I mean, honestly, it's a destiny, what is it about man. some it just names? Is. Yeah, yeah. I guess it like, is. Like I'm, I'm never messing with a Tammy or a Crystal. But yeah, I'm especially really a Crystal heading, with a K. A Crystal. With I a K. am heading for the exit if Darla's in a mood. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's just yeah. some. <laughs> no, ma'am. I we had a program know. director once, and she was one of the best we ever had, whose name was Darla. And you wouldn't mess with Darla nope. at all. She just nope. was so competent and so sure of what was right and what was wrong. I guess that's part of it. And our Darla was a peaceful soul who mm -hmm. had never actually laid a beat down on anyone. But that didn't mean she didn't have it in her. You could see it in her eyes. Couldn't you? You know, there's something about Tammy, though. Um, wasn't there a movie that Melissa? Yep, called Tammy. Yep, yep. And it was called Here's Tammy, and she was a real badass. Here's the thing about Tammy: she is so much fun. She is your ride or die. She is she is going to be a blast. You're going to have a great weekend at the beach. There's going to be some tears. There's going to be some moments that you're not 100 percent sure really happened, but you do not want to see a Tammy turn dark. You don't. They are ferocious. What's another female name that's similar to Tammy? We've already said Crystal. 
that's as um, that's as uh, ride or die and yet dangerous as Tammy. Mm-hmm. I think Wanda needs to be watched. I do. I think your Wandas are Deirdre. absolutely Deirdre. wild cards. Deirdre. Deirdre. Yes. Yeah. No, Deirdre. Oh yeah. No, Wanda. I don't think I've ever met a Wanda. So I, I don't know that that's like out of the 1950s. Well, you've night. got, um, we have one of our fine female serial killers, Wanda Barfield, right? Max? Right, right. I, oh yeah. 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 But no, you'll meet a Wanda every now and again. In fact, um, gosh, it was a while back. A Wanda that I don't even know had one of those crazy overshare posts on Facebook that I could, I was reading it, like gobbling it up. Like it was a bestseller. <laughs> she was, she was dumb with this. Be at work. Wanda was just, she had had all she was going to have. And her friends in the comment section were like, get her, get her girl, get her Wanda. And I'm like, Wanda does not need to be encouraged. She's going to get her. The killer was Velma Barfield. Velma Barfield. That's right. Velma. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Wanda serial killer, don't we? I'm going to have to Google that. Um, What do you think besides Tammy, Bob? Well, Crystal was our go-to for years on this show. Crystal with a K. Because we would we would take phone calls and I'd say hi, what's your name, Crystal? How do you sp- with a K? And then there would be some story that you know she set fire to a bar because she was ticked off because they cut her off, you know, or whatever it might be. All right, y'all. Wanda Jean Allen um, was sentenced to death in 1989 for murdering her own longtime girlfriend, Gloria Jean Leathers. I knew we had a Wanda. There you go. I knew we had there an infamous Wanda. Y'all, yeah, just don't. Right just don't. Don't mess with Tammy. Don't mess with Wanda. Don't mess with mm-hmm. Crystal. Never mm-hmm. mess with Brandy, especially if she spells it with an I. And not with an I. I. Yeah. And if, she, if you meet a Brandy that spells it with two E's, <sighs> run. Show respect. Show if respect. You can't, yeah, if you can't respect that girl, <laughs> you need to run. That's right. All right. Okay, well, I think that uh, that ends the scientific portion of today's broadcast. Yeah, right. Um, we have an epic, epic Christmas legend that you've never heard of coming up that I cannot stop laughing about. Plus the Bob and Sherry box office. And it's not your imagination. When it's cold outside, you do have to pee more. And it's so fascinating why. My God, what a show, Bob. What a show. We just told the audience you're right, what you're women's right. names not to fight with. Yeah, yeah. Right? And why they pee more in the wintertime. How to, like, it's a public service almost. You're welcome. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. You know, growing up, I never thought that I was going to be the kind of husband that uh, is given rules that he must follow in his own house. But I have become that person. And I was thinking about the rules of our house the other day, and I don't have any rules that I made up I have no proclamations that this certain rule has to be followed. All of the rules. Would you like to hear the rules of our house? I would love to hear your rules. These are these are all herself. 
with her rules. I didn't come up with one of these rules. All right, rule number one, whoever gets out of the bed last has to make the bed. So the alarm goes off and I'm out of the bed and I'm, you know, getting ready to go into the studio. She's got to make the bed. If it's on if it's on Saturday or Sunday, you know, we're not working. Generally, I lay her in the bed later, so I have to make the bed. So that's one of the rules. Okay, that's fine. Finn is not allowed on the sofa. Any sofa in this house, especially the white one. And I so want that dog on the sofa. I And she says, he's out there. He, you don't know what he's walking in. It's going to turn. I don't care. I want my dog next to me. I even bought a special blanket uh, for uh, dogs on sofas. And she said, uh-uh. No, I do, I'm asking you, Bob. I don't want that. Finn is not allowed on her side of the bed. Now, he's allowed on my side of the bed if I put down you know, throw uh, blankets. He can be on my side. But if she walks in there and he has migrated over to her side, she flips out and it's just not going to be a good night. Um, I must turn off the phone before we go to bed because it's, it's, it's my alarm. The alarm will still go off, but no notifications because that will wake her up. No notifications. And I, I mean, say, that's fair. Come on. That's fair. I'm, I've, I've, I've embraced that. Uh, another rule. The thermostat in the house has got to be no higher than 46 degrees, even in the winter. 46 degrees is what we're going to have in our house (laughs) year round. (laughs) Kevin's always complaining, I'm cold, I'm cold. And I say that thing that you vowed that you would never say, but that the minute you become a grown woman, you say things like, well, why Mm -hmm. don't you go get a sweater or a hoodie? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And now we have a new one. And I can't believe that I have embraced this. I'm doing what I'm what I was told. If you come into our house, you you walk in and there's a little uh, foyer area. It's not very big. And you see the living room and you see the deck in the distance to the right is the kitchen. But before you get to the kitchen, there's the uh, guest bathroom. You know, it's just the sink and the toilet. I was instructed about three weeks ago that if I use it to make sure when I leave that guest bathroom that the lid is up and the seat is down, the lid cannot be down on the seat. The, the lid must be up, but the seat must be down. And I said, why is that? I'm close just going to put, 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 yeah, close the lid. She said, oh, no, no, no. Is that because Kiki likes to get a drink? No, no. I said, why is that? And she said, if I come in and I really got to go, like I'm drinking and she's always, she drinks like 80 gallons of water and uh, lemonades and iced teas. She's always carrying a drink, especially. She said, if I got to go, I want to be able to get through that door and I don't have to think twice. I know that that lid is up and that's what I said. That takes like two seconds. She said, you don't know what it's like for a woman. And so I'm just going to say, that's one hydrated lady. If she doesn't even have time to flip the seat up. She doesn't. She does not. And Dang But, but here's, here's my point. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But here's my point. If I use that bathroom, I follow her directions. I do. Because it's just every single time. I, and it's the only one that I do that with. But Can I tell it's you, just, I, I, it's not worth it. 
that she comes flying in and she's got to go and something horrible happens and it's my fault. I'm covering my own bases on this. It is so hard to live with another human being. It is. Kevin saw something on his newsfeed about condiments that don't need to be refrigerated. And he read it. He read it. And then he went upstairs and went into the refrigerator and removed all the condiments that he believes do not need to be refrigerated and lined them up on the kitchen counter. I came up a little while later and was like, and I put them back in the refrigerator. <laughs> they came back right. out again. I put them back. Right. Finally, we, b- so we bump into each other and he goes, these do not belong in the refrigerator. I said, I don't trust ketchup that's open and sitting in a cabinet. Like I want, I don't either. He's like, no. Uh, and he's so, and I'm like, this is the hill you die on. I know. This is, I this is it. it. This is the, our house is a chaos zone, but this and you eat potted meat with your hands, but this is the it makes no sense. It may, do you no. think, as a fifteen-year-old boy, I, I I had a vision that said, one day a woman will tell you exactly how to handle a toilet, a toilet lid? Yeah. I told my mom about this, and you know what she said? Oh, Cher, there's not a man alive, not even Pitbull, that I'd live with again. <laughs> she said, no, I don't care who they are. I've, they I've all have something, some that. crazy thing. Yeah. Maybe you should call my mom again. You two could have another chat. Y'all have so much in common. (laughs) All right, straight ahead. Oh, the Christmas legend. You're not going to believe you don't know about already. It's insane. It's Bob and Cherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this. I cannot believe this. Man, it must be tough. To be what? a kid in Germany, it's got to be so tough. Why? To be a kid in Germany. Everyone's heard of Krampus, right? The terrifying horned demon of Christmas. There's even like a horror you brought movie that out to about us. Krampus. You, yeah. you brought Krampus to us, uh, I think, two or three years ago. Just kind of a scary, uh, not very Santa Clausy character that terrifies children this time of yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's the anti-Santa. Been around forever. And- yeah. Um, my older brother, who is just, you know, so twisted, um, he, he, when his kids were little, he would tell them Krampus stories to get them to behave this time of the year, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And so, you know, we all know who Krampus is. There's, you know, there's the movie, right? It's Krampus. And I thought, okay, that Krampus is the extent that German folklore has gone to terrorize children during the holiday season. But I was wrong. I was so wrong. There's Have you worse guys than heard Krampus. Of, I don't know that this guy is worse. But are, they, this is are they bringing harsh. back Hitler? I mean, what what's the deal? Have you guys heard of um, a Christmas um, folk legend in Germany called Belsnickel? Belsnickel? No. Is no. It, okay. No. You guys, I can't. I like stop. the word. The word is I, nice. Belsnickel. That's kind of a fun word. I cannot stop laughing at Belsnickel. He's a disheveled mm-hmm. man who's dressed in dirty and tattered clothing and fur. He Hmm. generally has a mask on with a very, very long tongue. And he's carrying a big stick. And he visits homes a few weeks before Christmas to see if children are being good or being bad. And if the children are good, Belsnickel might give them like a little cake or a little Mm -hmm. piece of candy. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't been good, this filthy tattered, long-tongued, masked man beats them with a stick. <laughs> what? 
He actually beats a child? This, well, this, this cannot be a contemporary tradition. Wait, wait. It started, uh, oh, you're going to have your mind just freaking blown. It started uh-huh. in like, it started in like the 18th century. Okay. So it's been around for a really long time. Yeah. And in case yeah. you're thinking, oh, this is just a spin on Krampus. No, Bell's Nickel is not Krampus. Bell's Nickel and Krampus are two separate dudes. If you are a child in Germany, especially like 200 years ago, yeah. Between a horned demon coming into your bedroom at night and some tattered, filthy tongue man hitting you with a stick. I know it. Krampus has backup. Who knew? I didn't know that. That's, so, that's disturbing. So but boy, it does it does speak to some of the history of that beautiful here, country. Here's the thing. Bell's nickel. Because of where in Germany this kind of started, Bell's yeah. nickel followed the Pennsylvania Dutch to North America in the 1700s. So many Pennsylvania Dutch communities, um, including in Philadelphia and Lancaster and all those, you know, Pennsylvania Dutch communities around Philly. Right. Right. um, They brought the tradition of Belsnickel with them. And during the holiday season, men Mm -hmm. in the town would dress up as Belsnickel and roam the streets menacing naughty children with a stick. Whether or not they actually beat any of them, I don't know. Probably not. I, w- I would think no. Uh, that whole roaming the street with a stick threatening uh, people, I don't think even in the Pennsylvania Dutch beautiful farmland that would go over well today. Not now. Not now. Not I'm now. just I'm just trying to picture sitting my girls down when they were little. Olivia, Karamia, um, don't you want to be on Santa's nice list? Okay, well, um, if you're not, Belsnickel is going to come and he's dirty and his tongue is really big and he's going to beat you with a stick. What kind of crazy is this? <laughs> let me let me just say, Belsnickel is a very good cat name, and I'm not. Oh, it's a, one such of those a good pr- name. I yeah. mean, it's a very good cat such name. A good name. It, it, if if you had unruly children, though, seriously, you could get one of your friends from work to dress up. <laughs> Like that, and then all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Hey, kids, I, I'm I'm in. I'm doing the dishes. Would you go see who that is? And they open the door. There's a guy with a big stick threatening them. And a giant just tongue. Like a, and a big tongue. And you could probably get that at the Kiss.com web store. You know. Hey, listen, listen. If Elf in the Shelf is no longer keeping your kids in line, maybe it's right. time to welcome Bill Snickle. To yeah, your exactly. Holiday. <laughs> you know I'm what? If, post if, if you're if you're up. one of the guys who's roaming the village, you know, pretending to be Belsnickel, it's kind of a, a fun gig for the holidays. I I'd am so. T- you want to do that, or you want to have some kids with dirty diapers sitting on your lap asking for stuff? I can never let my brother Mark know about this because he'll right. never get over the fact that he wasn't Belsnickel. During the holidays. That's exactly right. Because this is right up his alley. You know it. Yep. All right. We'll get this posted up at the uh, Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. So I know my lead in to this story uh, does not reflect well on me, but I have to have a lead in. And it's about weddings. So here we go. So one of my weddings was in the winter. I know there are people who are going to get married in the winter. 
And maybe you would like to hear this about, you know, weddings. The winter. And you could have you could avoid some some problems. I uh, had a wedding that was in the winter, and I had, well, at your house with with Mary, it was in the summer. And then there was there was that one in the. I'm just missing spring. And Didn't I've you got, get married? I've got all you four got married seasons. at Pet Boys, right? The first time. Um, Rayco Tire Center. I'm sorry. I, was, I, I'm sorry. I got the yeah. name wrong. We so were married in married. a. We're, yeah, the first one. We were married in, a, in an apartment, and then we realized that uh, the justice of the peace or whoever it was uh, was not uh, licensed. So we had to go to the next town, and just pulled into a Rayco parking lot. Got married. But anyway, um, here are some things that are fascinating to other people in other countries about America's uh, weddings. Number one, America's, Americans seem to have engagement parties, wedding showers, bachelor and bachelorette parties and so on mm -hmm. before the actual wedding. That's a lot of parties to celebrate the same event, says uh, Annie. I'm not sure where she lives. They're all European. I didn't realize that uh, the bachelorette thing was kind of an American thing. Did you know that? I guess a lot you know, of different. A lot of this, the um, the pre-rehearsal party, and then the post-rehearsal, and then the wedding, then the reception, then the brunch, mm -hmm. then the fishing trip. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> what, what are we doing? I like, know. Why are it's, why are we sending people into crushing debt for this? It's We're so not royalty. Expensive. Like, what are we doing? This person is from Ireland. I've never understood the bridesmaids paying for their own dresses when the bride is the one who can say this is what you need to look like and what you need to wear. Cash bars. The drink should definitely, and definitely is capitalized, be free. That's a weird argument. Why expect your guests to bring a gift and a fistful of cash for a glass of wine? In my family, it's embarrassing to have a cash bar. Uh, one thing that I've never understood is why do they always have live bands playing at a wedding? Here in Uruguay, I've never heard of anybody doing that. We always have DJs, and the party goes on until seven o'clock in the seven o'clock in the morning. Wow! Oh, oh man! You would hate I, that a lot. You know, if I meet somebody from yeah. Ur Uruguay, I'm not going to be friends with them. I don't want to get caught up with that. Uh, this person, I think, is British and says the garter toss is kind of weird. At a wedding I went to a month ago, they did one. Not a lot of guys went up for that because she just got married and now we're catching her underwear. Is that is that still a thing? The last few weddings that I've been I to, I don't seen remember that the wedding in years. I know. I haven't seen it either. I guess it's not a as much of a thing toss. now. Yeah. American weddings finish really early. I'm from Ireland and it would be unheard of for the party to finish before 6 or 7 a.m. Once again, the 6 or 7 a.m. Yeah. All Sounds like you'd night hate that a lot. Long? I know. Yeah. I know. Um, what I really struggle to understand is spending money on the save the date cards. They're expensive. When you're just going to send an invitation anyway, it's a pointless expense. How do you feel when you get that save the date card for one thing or another? Well, um, it's a little pushy. It's a little. Hey, I don't. I don't know what's on your calendar, but you better save this date because we I, need I you to. I never thought about it all that much, but I read an article recently on Reddit about like ways ways that you could save money and still have a really great wedding. 
And uh-huh. one of the points that, and it made sense to me was, unless you're having a holiday wedding, like mm-hmm. unless your wedding is around the 4th of July or Christmas, you mm-hmm. don't need to spend money on a save the date because most people probably wide have open. the third Saturday in April open. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you could, I mean, it's a nice thing to tell people, hey, save the date. But right. the people that you really want to be there, like your meemaw, you're going to probably tell her on the phone what the date is. right? But I guess, I guess if it's a cousin and you just text... You, you say, or you email, you say, you know, I know my cousin Jimmy, and he's going to forget this, but if I send an expensive-looking save-the-date card, he's going to take it more seriously. I don't know. That's the only thing I can come up with. And let's just end with this. Uh, this is somebody from uh, Germany. The weirdest thing about weddings is the cost. I can't imagine spending all that money on one day. It's just silly to spend more than $1,000. Obviously, you do not have daughters. This is Bob and Sherry. Oh, well, this is odd. Decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love it. Aren't you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Mary and I the other night went to a pre-holiday party that was thrown by one of the members of her book club. They were going out of town in the holidays, so they thought they would have some of us over, and it was very nice. And I walked into their house with Mary, and it was all decorated for the holidays, and they had a fire, and the fire was going. It was the first fire in a fireplace that I've seen in a while. And the fire was at that stage where um, it was just catching and there was a little bit of smoke. And that is such a nostalgic smell. It just took me right back to when we had what we used to call the nice house. And we had a see-through fireplace. You could be in the living room and look into the dining room. You could see right through it. My father loved it so much. I felt so badly when we lost it. Um, and it, it would smoke once in a while, and it just took me right back there. And I was thinking about some other smells, not necessarily of the holidays, that just take you right back to being a kid. So I'm going to pitch some of them, see if you agree. Okay. All right. Freshly mown grass. Love it. In the, especially in the spring and early summer. Just like that, I, I feel like I'm walking home from school. Vicks VapoRub. It does take you right back. I don't love it, but it does take you I don't right love back. it either. Copper, copper tone and only copper tone suntan lotion or uh, block. That is the copper smell t- of summer. It is. The, I'm so glad you said that. I have always felt that. And, you know, other uh, suntan lotions and now sunscreens, they have smells, but there's nothing like copper tone at the beach that says summer more smell-wise. 
I bought, because I wear sunscreen all year round, every day. Yeah. And I I bought a tube of CVS brand, um, you know, like dry touch face sunscreen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, did, they didn't even make the effort to make it smell mm-hmm. like summer. They didn't mm-hmm. make the effort to smell good. I opened the tube and my and my eyes watered. I was like, ah, I felt like I was putting like jet fuel on my face. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like this was the beauty of copper tone. They they managed to make it smell like hot sand and the sound of yeah. the ocean and an occasional yeah. seagull. They exactly. managed to get all of that into one smell. Who whoever their uh, technicians, scientists, lab people are, they were geniuses, and that smell has been around since everybody who's listening right now was five years old. It's always been there. The smell of Chanel Number no. Five. My mother had a bottle of Chanel Number no. Five, and as a kid, I would see it on her uh, bureau. She always had it right in the center of her bureau. And it was like, you know, uh, in Indiana Jones, he was always searching uh, for the grail. grail. It was um, like the female grail. Evidently, when I was five years old. Ark of the Covenant. That's what he was looking for. That's right. Any woman woman who had Chanel number five, they were doing well. And I can remember her just putting a tiny little, a little drop just before they went out and coupling that with the smell of Aquanet, I knew my parents were going out. Chanel number no. five and Aquanet, my brother and I were getting a babysitter. My mom wore a perfume. She didn't have, my mom was never really um, like a fancy lady that way. She mm-hmm. never had Chanel number no. five or what were some of the other ones? Guerlain, White Shoulders. Um, she wore a perfume that you could buy at the drugstore. And I'm going to send it the jingle. I can still sing it in my head. There's a fragrance that's here today and they call it Charlie. A different fragrance that thinks your way and yeah, they call it Charlie. Kind of young, kind of now, Charlie. Kind of free, kind of wild, Charlie. Kind of fragrance that's going to stay and it's here now, Charlie. Charlie. By Revlon. That is that is so Madison Avenue. Those guys on Madison Avenue said, "Okay, young women are not buying Chanel Number no. Five. It's too expensive. It smells uh, like a different generation. What can we do? And what can we call it?" And somebody came up with Charlie, and it just sounds casual and fun. Kind of young, kind of wow, yeah, Charlie. Exactly. Kind of Isn't that free, wild? Kind of now. You know, uh, Along the same um, type of product, we're talking about smells that take you right back to when you were a kid, nostalgic smells. Old Spice aftershave for men. My father used it. His friends used it. I never did, but um, it's still around, and it's still a big brand. And once in a while, I'll get a whiff of it, and I'll go, oh, my God, it's my father going out with my mother tonight. He's putting on the old spice. And the other smell is our next door neighbor, Charles Lane, who smokes cigars, expensive cigars. When I generally, the only place I smell a cigar these days, if I'm walking the dog uh, near the golf course, there's always a guy uh, in your foursome that'll smoke a cigar. He does it out there because he can take a shower after the uh, round is up and his wife won't know. 
that he's smoking a cigar. That's the only place he smokes a cigar. You will always find a guy on the golf course with that. And it takes me there, right back. I can remember men, like when I was little, little men, I, uncles and family friends, they mm-hmm. would smoke, they would sit outside and smoke cigars, but they weren't nice cigars. They weren't fancy Cuban cigars. They were those little crappy, like South Philly, Gumbastogi cigars. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like Rocky's uh, buddy in the movie. Cigarillos. No, it's a cigar. You know, the guy in the in the Rocky movie, Max, he's yeah. not he just he's not died. Meredith Burgess. He's um he's Adriana's brother. Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, you he, know what I'm talking about? Bert, he he always had that yeah, yeah, that Bert, little stub of nasty cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, not Burt Young. He was in Batman. It was uh Burt something. Burt somebody. Yeah, that's I right. That little Bert nasty Young. cigar. Burt Young? Burt Young is the name is of the that actor. Oh, wow. Okay. I stand correct. Yeah, some smells. smells. The new and improved Bob and Sherry website. Just go to bobandsherry.com. I learned something very cool last night that I'm going to share with you. And don't be all like, okay, because this is super interesting. And it's about your body because you are a human being with a body, not just a disembodied head in a jar. And this is fascinating. Every parent out there who has ever like struggled to stuff a kid into a snowsuit and winter boots and hats and mittens and you haul them outside and three and a half minutes later, I have to pee. How many times did you go through that with your kids? Yeah, it's true. It's hard to, uh, once you got them in there, it's hard to get them out of there. Yep. And it's you too. I mean, one of the funniest scenes in A Christmas Story is when uh, Ralphie's brother is being (laughs) packed into one of those outfits to walk to school and his arms are out like like he can't an airplane. Bend his arms. He can't yeah. barely move. You, when it's cold and you're cold and you're outside in cold weather, you have to pee yeah. more often. That is not your imagination. Do you know why? Because it is so interesting. Here we go. So, what, the way that um, our bodies deal with cold is that they it, it tightens, it constricts the blood rest vessels around the skin. So that our nice warm blood can circulate around our organs, keep Mm -hmm. them warm, and stay away from our skin where it could get cold. So you know you're outside, you're cold. This is why like your fingers and your toes and your nose and everything gets cold like Mm -hmm. way faster and stays cold. Because your blood, your blood's going deep and it's down there and it's protecting like your kidneys and everything. Uh And when that happens, it makes your blood pressure a little bit higher than it normally is. And that means that your kidneys are working to filter your blood a little bit faster than they normally do because it's cold and your body is working hard to keep everything warm. And because your kidneys are working harder and faster, that means that they're they're filtering all the fluids and toxins and everything in your body. And that means your bladder fills up faster than it would in a warm place. And that's why you you have to pee more. And that's why your little kids have to pee as soon as you get them into a snowsuit. And you tell wow. me that that isn't interesting. How, like, how is it that we go our whole lives walking around in these bodies and we really don't even know how the heck they work in a lot of ways? I don't know why that is, but it's, it's a, a part of being human, I guess. You like, know, what does your spleen do? Do you know? My spleen? Uh, I, 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 I had it removed by the previous management. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think your spleen is supposed to um, produce extra white blood cells uh, in case of like um, an emergency in your body. That sounds right. You, you can live without it. Like sometimes people, um, they their spleen ruptures mm-hmm. or it gets damaged in an accident. You can live without your spleen. Remember um, before, this was a, a few days before Thanksgiving, I think. I can't remember exactly. We had the story of the guy that drank all the energy drinks and it poisoned his pancreas and his pancreas began to yeah. eat itself. Yeah. See, yeah. I feel like if we knew how our bodies worked, we right. might not do such stupid things to them. Like, or I don't we know how my do car works that either. Are, or, or, or some things that we would do. I mean, I'm constantly getting updates on how coffee is going to stop cancer and dementia. <laughs> you know, coffee's been around for a long, long time. Scientists have been studying things like this, you know, since we were all born. And yet it's only now that these these things are being uh, embraced, that like blueberries just, are so good for you. I yeah. mean, why so wasn't ignorant. this? Yeah. We're so ignorant about our bodies. Now, here right. is something that absolutely made my like heart skip a beat. I was reading an article about Chris Hemsworth, the Australian actor who is the most beautiful and sexy and wonderful man on earth. He plays Thor. Thor did one of those tests that can, you know, there are tests you can do now that show you what your risk of Alzheimer's is. Mm-hmm. And his is like 10%, his 10% higher than the average person. Mm-hmm. And his grandfather has it. It runs in the family. And he said that he did the test willingly. And then he got the results back and he said it just threw him for a loop. Really? You know, I wouldn't, I don't want that test. I don't think I don't I think I do either. That test. No, I don't think I do either. So, I mean, is there a, a positive part of that story? Is he eating blueberries, drinking coffee? He's Thor. Yeah. I mean, he's doing drinking red wine. That's always thrown in there, too, with this. He's Thor. Have you looked at the man? Like, who's working out and eating better and being more focused than Chris Hemsworth? I just would not. There are some things in life that it's I may be better to not know. And that would be one of those for me. Although I do think it's weird the way we don't know how our bodies work. We're, we're packing internal organs that we're not 100% sure what they do. Okay, pop quiz. What does your thymus gland do? My what? <laughs> how is it spelled? T-H-Y-M-U-S. What does that my do? Thy- my thymus gland. My thymus gland uh, keeps my... Um, Emotions uh, steady keeps my emotions uh, very steady. Your thymus gland uh, does. Yeah. Yeah, and (laughs) and if if there's danger, my thymus gland will alert me to danger, and then when danger goes away, my thymus gland then keeps again keeps me steady. My thymus, that's well, what your thymus gland is, right there. Do you know where it is? My thymus gland? Yes, do you know where it is? It's um, near my uh, bladder. <laughs> it's very close to my bladder. Your thymus gland is just um, above your heart, and it makes T-cells that help your immune system. But but maybe yours lifts your, your bladder and close. helps your feelings. <laughs> I was close. I was close. That's still only a foot away. Okay. 
So I get credit, Mrs. Ferguson, I think I should get credit on that. It's only a foot away. I didn't say how close. Boy, it is too bad that radio stole you from medicine. That is for sure. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. All right, everybody makes sacrifices around the holiday time. And Leo used to have to drive. Was it from Florida to New York, Leo? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, we used to live in South Florida, and we used to go up uh, visit my grandmother and uh, cousins in New York. So, uh, a car ride trip. You mean people in New York actually know people in Florida? Isn't that amazing? You never would think that, would you? <laughs> How many hours did you say that was? Uh, it was a long trip. I mean, it was an all-day and night thing. I mean, we usually sometimes stop midway around North Carolina, you know, South Carolina. But That's about, we kinda... It's about 13 and a half hours, four, yeah, 14 hours, something like that, yeah. Time. But anyways, uh, it was my mother uh, and my younger brother. I guess at the time we were, uh, I was 11, my younger brother was 7, and we had a Honda Accord, and my mother drove. Uh, we were driving up, and we had this cat, uh, a kitten, and the car, of course, was packed to the tilt. Uh, the litter box was on top, sitting between my brother and I, and, of course, a big back window where the litter box was sitting where our heads are, and, of course, the cat had to do its business. <laughs> So hmm. sitting there, and I mean, we were just horrified, just watching the cat do its business, and cars going by, people looking at us. You're actually, <laughs> what's going on? My brother and I are like, holding our noses. What's <laughs> up, my mother? The smell is unbearable. Going, it's not so bad. Don't worry, it's not so bad. Roll down the window. The cat litter's flying around, hitting us in the face. <laughs> I think to this day, that's why I'm not a cat lover. I love dogs. I don't know. know, Again, the irony. Leo, do you realize that if you had a grandma who did that in the back seat, you all wouldn't take her? No, that's right. Your parents would say, Nana cannot come for Christmas. She cannot control herself. Hey, Leo, if I saw that cat going in the back of the car and and the people inside, I would track you as long as I could just to feel good about my life. I'd cut the radio off. Today, today you'd be riding the bumper rolling video. It'd be on YouTube. Uh, It would. What was funny, though, was like, all right, well get some fresh air so we don't have to listen to the smell but then when the window went down then the cat litter's flying around the smell that's hell on an ice cream cone ain't <laughs> that <it>? is <laughs> so again it was the cats you who else was in the car your mother my, yeah my mother i mean the car is of course loaded you know for bears presents yeah the, you know yeah. the car there's pillows blankets yeah. you know luggage and in between us and the cat litter sitting on top of the luggage in between the both of us so we're just, you know, looking, the poor cat's looking around like, you know, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? <laughs> was, so, <laughs> was somebody in the it was somebody in the passenger seat? Was somebody sitting in the passenger seat? <laughs> no, it was loaded with luggage. Oh. Luggage. Yeah, it had luggage. Coolers, everything. Yeah. It you was know, like what, unbelievable when, a, when a cat is questioning whether it's a good idea. <laughs> You gotta wonder about what the parents are doing. Can I also observe that? Put yourself in the paws of that cat. Do you know how bad that cat must have had to go Real for bad. it to be up there in yeah. a speeding vehicle yeah. with trees going by? Trees yeah. going by. I know. <laughs> that cat had to go like nothing. That's some concentration on the cat. That is. You know, I I big ups to that cat. That's more concentration than I had with the Coke bottle in the back seat when my dad was Seriously? driving. Oh. That cat had probably held it for miles. <laughs> 
veterans. There's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Cherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandCherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Okay, if you can stand yet another new dating term to make sure that you're not doing. We've talked about cuffing season and bluffing season. And now you have to be careful that you're not snow globing someone. Can <laughs> You want to take a wild guess at what that even means? To snow, snow globe your partner? Somebody. Um, you're promising them this magical experience during the winter. Dude, you are good. You should maybe consider being one of these uh, relationship guys on the interwebs because that's exactly what it is. Snow clobing is that's what all all people are pulling for a a thrice (laughs) married person (laughs) with really specific needs and desires. Yeah, I'll be lining them up to get therapy. Now, granted, the people that you'll be speaking to, it's a small section of the It's population. a small group. Yeah, right. Would you rather so somebody who'd never been married or somebody that yeah. has experience and can talk yeah, to you from you experience? Go. Well, there's experience <laughs> and there's experience. <laughs> Here's what snow globing is. It's pretty much exactly what you said. It's when you act all loving and like you really want to be serious during the holiday season. And Uh then when the holidays are over, you're gone like Scrooge's ghost. You're out of there. So what are the signs that you're being snow globed? This could be happening to you right now. This could be happening. This person suddenly that you've been like kind of, you know, hanging out with not real serious suddenly they really seem to desire this big, strong connection with you. Um, And they're being really pushy about meeting your family. And they want you to bring them to holiday parties and stuff, even though they're not exactly reciprocating that. And then the minute that New Year's Day rolls around, now, if they're not actively ghosting you, um, they're not really initiating contact. They're taking forever to respond to texts. You, you know, it's the worst. This person no is so aggressive about it, you know, taking you to parties, meeting your friends. And I think you just said meeting family members and all. That's really lousy because people are going to be saying, gee, I wonder if she uh, really likes this guy. He seemed nice. He was really energetic. Um, and, and, and then gone you know i mean there's a big difference between that and just casually dating 
Um, the idea of, like, I've never understood that. To me, the holidays are not a time to try to launch a new relationship. you got so many other mm-hmm. things going on. You're pulled in so mm-hmm. many directions. So that doesn't That's really true. appeal to me. But the idea of, yeah, he's all right. I mean, it's better than getting poked in the eye. Darling, I want to spend every minute this holiday season with yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's a real big difference. You know, if yeah. you're not seeing anybody, say you're divorced and you're not seeing anybody around the holidays and you have kids, that's actually kind of a plus because then you don't have to worry about, oh, I've got to take them along. She's going to have to be with my children or he's have to be with my kids. And, you know, if you could, if you could just go and take them to grandma's and, you know, get through the holidays and then get on with your life January 2nd. I think it's kind of a plus. I just, um, like the whole cuffing, bluffing, and now snow globing. I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems like it's as much work to screw somebody over as it is to get to know them and get really serious and make a life together. Like, is somebody really so- thinking about it? I mean, is there, are there people that just say, all right, I do want to have a good holiday. I'm going to have a real fun holiday. Almost like I'm going to have a great uh, July because I've got some time off. I made some plans. Are there actually people who make plans to have a great time for themselves, but then knowing in the back of their mind they're going to dump whoever it is that they're with because they don't want to settle down or they're not really 100% sure on that, this person? That is such a good question because so that would be almost sociopathic. Yeah, I know. That's what I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get it at all. I wonder if there's anybody out there who's listening to this right now and going, oh my God, I've been snow globed in the past or and I, didn't know. I was the snow glober. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.